What is going on everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Two Cents Footy Podcast. My name is Zachary McAllister and as usual, I'm joined by my co-hosts. Uh, let's start with Hayden Anderson because on the last podcast I did get wrecked a little bit for uh, never starting with Hayden. <laughs> for not starting with me? Yeah, yes. no, not, not, not starting you, I'm not- but never starting you. So, Yes, for never starting with me. And I would like to feel appreciated every now and again. So I thank you for acknowledging that and for learning to be better, Zach. Um, and, you know, I'm doing great, you know. Liverpool beat Shrewsbury. Who can complain? Wow. You know? Amazing. I mean, when you come up against the mighty Shrewsbury and you manage to pull off a victory by the skin of your teeth, by a lead of three goals, um, you know, it's worth celebrating. But as is the FA Cup weekend, you know, you can't take those things for granted because if they can leave you feeling like Arsenal getting chowed by by Nottingham Forest and uh, and then there's that but uh, yeah anyway I'm doing well and I hope our listeners are doing well as well is a shrew is like is a shrewberry an actual thing I don't know wow. I think so it would make sense to just name is maybe it's a type of bush why do I feel like it's a type of bush? So um, you have a, not, a club I'm named after a bush. On, yeah, all these nice. English clubs like, named after forests and bushes and fruit. That's so kind English. Of confusing. Like that might be the most English thing I've ever heard. Yeah, just Naming anything that could possibly be like a, a like a jam or like a spread. They just named their football club after that. <laughs> you know, anything that goes well with tea. Well, look, Shrewsbury's. Are, Look, Shrewsbury is a town, but the real it is it, uh, the club is named after the town. But the real question here is the town named after a fruit or a bush or something. Okay, so before we get to, uh, too deep in the weeds, or should I say the bushes, uh, but let's introduce Daniel. Uh, how's it going, mate? Um, all's good. All's good. Um, you know, I'm happy when Tottenham's winning and um, Arsenal's losing. So I'm a very simple man to please. Um, but it is only the FA Cup, so let's just hope that that form for both clubs carries on into the Premier League. But I guess we'll have to wait and see this weekend. Well, it wasn't all uh, sunshine and roses for Tottenham, though. Um, they did travel to Stamford Bridge and uh, get, get a bit of a beating from what's probably best described as <laughs> Chelsea's B team, right? I mean, Hayden and I were unable to watch this game live because we were doing some some ba- some babysitting. Because <laughs> you're being naughty, naughty. No, no, we were looking after the people being naughty, naughty. Okay, all right. Yeah, Hayden just made that sound uh, so. We'll, we'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll we'll save that story for uh, another time. Uh, but Daniel, uh, what are your thoughts on that two uh, 0 lost Chelsea? Listen, I obviously watched that game live and my frustration is, was just immeasurable at the time. I've kind of just blocked that memory out of my mind because I can't believe we essentially own gold twice within the first, let's say, 30 minutes of the game. It was just horrific. It was a horror movie, bro. Uh, like, I can't believe it's, 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 I hate to say it, but it's so spursy to go and do that against a club like Chelsea. And then we hold them off for the rest of the game. Mind you, our first half performance was so horrid that they they definitely deserved a 2-0 lead. But it's just disappointing to go and like score an own goal in, you know, a Carabao Cup semi-final tie. 
we're going to have to really pull up our socks for the second leg. But it is possible for us to go through still. Yeah. Do you, um, do you think you have what it takes, really? In all honesty, no, because we'd have to beat Chelsea <laughs> wow. like 3-0 at home without sure. them conceding a goal. Sorry, without them scoring a goal, which is big stuff. I mean, nothing that like Conte can't do. But I don't know, like circumstances would need to be perfect for us to even come close to that. So I'm not too confident at the moment. But if anything, it, it will increase our focus on the FA Cup and the Premier League, obviously. Yeah. I mean, you say that, but was this not the prime opportunity for Spurs to actually win a trophy after, what, 10 years? I mean... I, I know I know it's like a consolation thing to be like, okay, we'll just focus on FA Cup and the league. But really, at the end of the day, it's about getting silverware. So um, isn't this the thing to be focusing on? And you are playing at home, and it's not like you have to win 3-0. You just have to like, get two goals, keep a clean sheet, and then, you know, take it to penalties if need be. True, we have beaten Chelsea at penalties before today, so here's a possibility. Chelsea do have the, the penalty king, though, uh, Jorginho. And... Uh, uh, don't talk I, I thought you were going to say Kepa. <laughs> Him too. Don't, don't they have Caballero as well? Who's also like a penalty they, specialist? No, did they, did, I think they loaned him out. Oh, they loaned him out. Ah, uh, you see? Small club. Small club mentality. Exactly. Yeah? Like you're, you're, you don't think that you're going to get into penalty shootouts, so you just loan out your penalty specialist. Yeah, but um, speaking of a, a club that may need to focus uh, their attention elsewhere... Uh, Arsenal are no longer in the FA Cup. Uh, they were knocked out by Nottingham Forest. Uh, they lost 1-0. Uh, so, boys, we, we can take this one of two ways. Either Arsenal, yes. either Arsenal are trash, we've been overrating them for the past few weeks, um, or Tottenham are now certain to finish in the top four. <laughs> so which way do you, do you want to take it? And as much as I'd love to dream... Uh, of the latter being true, I think it's just a small hiccup. I mean, you check us losing to like Ren and people in the Conference League, and then we, you know, go on like an unbeaten form in the Premier League whilst doing that. So I think it's kind of just a small hiccup for them. Like I said, as much as I'd want them to carry that momentum through to the Premier League or, or like, you know, other competitions, I think it's, I think it's just kind of a one-time deal. I just want to say, why are we, why are we, why are we so shocked? The bigger club won in the F- wow. the, the bigger club won, guys. Nottingham Forest yes. has two Champions League. Yes, Hayden. Arsenal doesn't. So I why are we this. sitting here acting surprised? The bigger club won. <laughs> Thank you, Hayden. I didn't even think about bringing this up. That is golden. Of course, like no, but- this is this is so perfect. Like you know. Nottingham Forest, once upon a time, were kings of Europe, winning Champions Leagues. Twice. Exactly. Twice, in two, two consecutive years. Back-to-back Champions League winners. Arsenal have yet to, yet to even won one. Not one. Ah. You, know, you, you just can't, you can't compare. Ugh, what, what, even, what even is his name? What is the name? What, if, what, what is his name? You can't compare Wenger. You can't compare any of these people. To Brian Kloch. You really can't, eh? <laughs> Absolutely. Really you know can't. That guy. No. I just want to ask a very serious question. What is the bigger achievement? Winning t- 
two Champions Leagues back-to-back or winning the Golden Premier League, so going a season unbeaten? Which one is bigger if we were to, if we were to ask ourselves for, for objectively? For me, I'd yeah. say winning the Premier League unbeaten because the Premier League is the most competitive league, football league in the world. Um, so to win that unbeaten is pretty, pretty darn right impressive. Um, the Champions League, just how it operates, um, being a tournament, the kind of one, you know, one leg games, it, the, the consistency isn't really as intense as an entire league because to go an entire league unbeaten, that means you didn't like mess up once, no hiccups. Whereas in the Champions League, there's like a bit of a break and you can kind of get away with a couple luck, lucky victories and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I just I think the Premier League unbeaten is I, is, is a is a greater achievement. I hear you, I hear you. Well, it's just that look. Well, I think yeah. Sorry, Zach. So I'm just gonna mention a point that uh, I think our friend Luke Johnson would have mentioned at this point, uh, and that is that Nottingham Forest is not the first team to have won back to back, or not the only team rather to have won back to back Champions League. Uh, titles. In fact, there is a team that has won back to back to back Champions League titles. Why are we going there? So, just based on rarity and the fact that not even the best team in the Premier League era, which was the Manchester City Centurion team, not even they could go full season unbeaten. Um, so, based on that fact, the fact that uh, no one has managed to reach this feat. I'm going to go with the uh, Arsenal Invincibles as the... Or Arsenal going full season unbeaten and winning the Golden Premier League trophy as being the better achievement. Look, look Zach. I hear what you're saying. And but I, I feel like I should mention that there is another team in the top flight division's history that has managed to go unbeaten. There was Preston North End in... I think it was 1902... Or in the late 1800s, thereabouts, yeah, they managed to go an entire season unbeaten. Basically, the Industrial Revolution. So, you know, after the Industrial <laughs> just Revolution, after. you know, just before the First World War. Um, so this was when, so, like, football was like a casual, it was a casual game of footy, Oaks, no, knuckle no. from work, and like, oh, yeah, let's go this is when they still hey, played with, like, like a sheep's intestine. Zach, be careful, be careful how you talk about history. Zach, be careful how you talk about history because soon your Premier League titles will be all in the past. They already are, but once Everyone's they go through, the past in the past. Sorry, sorry, your Zach? Premier League title is in the past. Hayden, even yeah, but it's we like two seasons won in the Premier past. League titles in the past. <laughs> no, you haven't won. No, Dan, you haven't won a Premier League, technically speaking. That is you've true. Won a, you've won a, a, a top flight. English division, top flight, yes. Which is essentially the same thing, yeah. You've won the Premiership. Won the Premier League before it's called the, the Premier thing. League. It's still the same thing. We we don't deny history here. No matter how far back it goes. Because all our achievements will one day be left so deep in the past. And we still want them to be recognized. So, uh, I believe this is... Um, no, it's actually our second podcast in January. So, that, that was a, a post-fake way. But anyway, uh, we're in January right now. <laughs> so... Uh, that means we can talk transfers again, uh, and uh, this is the segment. This, this is the segment I'm really uh, disappointed we couldn't have Luke on for because this is where I feel like Luke really comes into his own, uh, talking about 
transfer specifically Mbappe for the 15th 100th time exactly my word specifically Real Madrid related transfers so we're not going to talk about Real Madrid in the segment uh, we're going to st- keep it strictly Thanks. to clubs uh, who uh, we haven't that spoke- matter that have history that have achieved things that have some sort of modern day relevance yes I'm so sorry continue <laughs> but yeah uh, speaking of a club with a uh, history and relevance um let, let's let's start with tottenham hotspur uh, because Damn, are know, we really <laughs> gonna let that underhanded and <laughs> under, below the belt hit the history is just no. so rich it's so rich and it will only get richer i'm literally laughing at these words yeah, my word i, could, I wouldn't <laughs> expect anything else from you guys but come on dan you've been telling us about all the exciting uh uh, news and uh, whispers and rumors that surround your club as we go into the, the yeah, transfer market. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll just give a very quite, I'll, I'll try and keep this update brief. But the main um, transfer rumors at the moment, and now this current within like the past like two three days, is that Steven Bergvan is leaving the club possibly to an Ajax, and that Adama Traore um, might be coming in um, in January. So now. So I'm I mean I'm not I'm not really keen on that kind of swap. It's not really a it's not really a swap, but essentially one person goes out to one club and the other person comes in from another club. Um, but yeah, I mean I like Adamatore as a player, but in our squad I think we we need players elsewhere. Um, yeah. Is is Bergwijn leaving on a permanent deal or on a loan? I think I think it'll be permanent. I think it was a press conference and mm. Antonio Conte said that he's open to have Bergwijn leaving this transfer window. So I think he's definitely gone, which is a little bit upsetting for him to come to Spurs for two years and essentially have achieved nothing. I mean, he's had like one or two goals. I mean, when he first came in on his day. I mean, Harry Kane's been at Spurs for like nearly a decade. And what has he achieved? You know what I mean, Zach? Harry Kane's been our golden boy since early days, whereas Steven Bergwijn's kind of been like our glorified bench warmer. For two years. Yeah, I I feel that though. But so you wouldn't, you wouldn't take a diamond trower. You wouldn't be happy with that move. Mm, the thing is, I see him coming in and then us getting, maybe like a a defensive another defensive midfielder and then no defenders. I just it's just the, what I see happening if he comes in. I mean, if he if if we get in a center center back. And a right back and a Domitore, like by all means, go ahead. But I'd prioritize the defenders coming in before you look at trying to push missions to get a Domitore in. If you, you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because for me, if so, this is the if this is the biggest news at the moment, I'm concerned. Where where are the the defend? Where's the news on defenders? So post January transfer, uh, in the system that you think Conte is probably going to play. What would your best starting eleven be? Your, so I mean, I'm not going to run through potential January transfer moves. Yeah, for me, my my wish list, if I can say that, for this transfer window, is a centre back. I think we we're looking at Stefan De Frill or something like that from Inter Milan. So another centre back, a right a right wing back, but and, and Matt Doherty needs to bounce. He needs to vacate the premises. So right back, and that could be anyone. You should have just anyone. left with Nuno. 
He should have. He really should have. Like he was, um, he was yeah, Nuno's right boy. He should just left with Nuno. Yeah, and then Dusan Vlahovic as a backup for Kane. Even even if we play him mm. with Kane, and then we give Sonny and Lucas Moura a rest, you know, and we play like with you know like a four five two. I'd love to see how that works. That I'd be super interested to see so, how that system works. So you think uh, he'll play a fourth the back? Fourth the back. I mean, he can. He could. Um, but I think we kind I of mean, sticking to five at the I back mean, at the moment. I mean, we could still go for like a, um, what's that? A five four two. We could still do that. Yeah, that's why I think you guys will end up getting a centre back. Because Conte generally does play with like a three or five at the back. Yeah. So he's going to need three foot centre backs at all times, minimum. So I can imagine that, well, it depends on Romero's injury and I don't know, when is he expected to come back? Um, he's supposed to come back um, latest February. But I've seen a lot of talk on social media that his injury is looking better than they expected. Um, but so far, there's kind of only been talk. I've just heard they say it looks better than expected. But we're heading towards the end of January, so it doesn't look like he's going to come back any sooner than they predicted. Yeah, so, I mean, depending on, you know, where he is and the re- the health of the rest of your centre-back core, I could definitely see you guys getting extra centre-back just because we know Conte is probably going to play with a three or five at the back, so he's going to need that extra centre-back. So, I mean, you may get your wish and get your centre-back in the end. Yeah, I know. It's, I'm I'm super keen to get another centre back because then we pretty much sorted. But I think we do actually need a right back a little bit more because our quality um, on that side of the pitch is atrocious. I mean, like we haven't got a single right right wing back who can put in a decent cross. Doherty's washed, and Emerson <laughs> Royal just can't cross. It's just not in his arsenal, unfortunately. Yeah. Wait, what happened to Doherty? I mean, back in back at Wolves, the guy was doing really well. Or relatively so. The thing is, it was great. At I Wolves. think he was he he had a good spell at Wolves, but then um, he deteriorated and was and lost his quality while still at Wolves. And then Nuno, while he was still at Wolves, pulled a fast one on us when he traded him to us. Um, because <laughs> even when Nuno came back to Spurs, he couldn't revive Doherty. Pulled Dohti. a fart, Wow. Yeah. Like that's when I so. knew Doherty was probably done. Is when not even Nuno could get him playing well. But um, speaking of uh, a right back who uh, can cross and he's actually very good, if not one of Europe's best at crossing, uh, is Kieran Trippier, who made a move to Newcastle. For- <laughs> Wait, is, is, is he made the move? Is it official? Yeah, yeah he played official, in the, the, the FA Cup last done. over the weekend. I believe it. They- oh wow! Yeah. And I mean, the reason I bring it up is because, as a United fan, I, I would have would have loved Kieran Trippier at at United, and I, I can't understand how Newcastle like I. It's not even like they offered him a ridiculous amount of money. Like if you said Newcastle paid like thirty five, forty more for him, and just paid you know way over the ends for him, sure, that's fine. But really, United, you couldn't have you know thrown in a fifteen more for. Kieran Trippier, because we have Aaron Bissaka. Yes, Ed? No, I was just going to say, but what's the wages situation? Because I feel like 
uh, the amount being offered to the club is something is like it, that, that doesn't really matter here when it comes to Newcastle versus United. Atletico just wanted their cash, but I think it was probably the wages that he's been offered that's the tipping point. I mean, surely it's nothing under 150 more. Sorry, 150 grand per week. Surely. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know that, but um, surely you like. I get Newcastle are loaded at this point in time, but surely United could have at least competed and offered him, you know, Champions League football as, as an incentive as well to sign. So I, I don't know. I, I, they, you know, those negotiators for Newcastle probably sat down Kieran Trippier and was like, "These are our targets. You know, we are gonna play Champions League in two seasons." We're probably going to win the Premier How? League in two seasons. They, they're going to be relegated. Because they're not going to go down. They, they're not going to go down. If they can get enough people now, if they can buy enough of their targets in this window, they won't go down. Newcastle are getting relegated, Aiden. It's a fact. Norwich and Newcastle are going down. And it's it's the sad truth. Do you want me to leverage another ass <laughs> Newcastle not going down? <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't know if you want to be doing that, Aiden, because Newcastle are pretty terrible. I'm pretty sure they, they, they just lost to a lower league team in the FA Cup this weekend yeah, I'd, at home. I hate to say this, so, but this is a, a proper gamble. <laughs> yeah, Newcastle are <laughs> hot trash. They're hot trash, but they're becoming hotter. That is true. That is true. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, from a United perspective, you guys know where my, stand, my stance is with the squad. Uh, you know the hole that thing needs to be filled. And I think... Uh, even more so now with the way Ralph Ragnick's going to want to play with this four triple two, I think that ha- par- having someone to partner Fred, I just think that that's what United really need at this point. Excuse me, because we have enough attacking talent. I mean, go- those four attacking positions we're going to have enough pl- enough plays for them. I mean, between Ronaldo, Cavani. Uh, Greenwood up top, Bruno, Sancho, Pogba, Rashford on sort of like the interior midfield sections. And then the base of midfield, we've only really got Fred, who I think should play every game that he's fit for, because I just think that in this Ralph Ragnick system, with the pressing, uh, with the emphasis on quick transitions, I think that he's like the perfect Ralph Ragnick player. And then we have McTominay and Matic next to him. So uh, I'm not... Obviously not the biggest fan of Matic. And I think that McTominay at best is like a squad player for United. So I think that getting in a defensive midfielder uh, would be probably the best move. We've been linked to Amadou Haidara, who did play under... Or I don't think he played under Ralph Ragnick when he was the manager of Leipzig. But he is from that sort of Red Bull tree. came from Salzburg, went to Leipzig. So um, uh, he's... he's a, Again, like Fred, a pressing monster, very good in transitions. And I think mm. having them sort of in the midfield, just chomping at uh, Oak's ankles, just yeah, trying to win the ball like back as quickly as possible. You know? Hoybeers. Yeah, just just yeah, just really tearing it up in the midfield, making sure that we can regain possession quickly. I think it could really be beneficial for this United team. Mm. Um, but yeah, in terms of in terms of a transfer that could really help United, it would probably be that. I was never too high in our prospects to win the league, but I definitely don't think we should be fighting for top four. I think we should be comfortably top four. And I still do think we'll get there. I'm still very much sure that there's enough talent in this United team to make top four. But, um, yeah, we'll just have to see. 
what happens. Uh, speaking of a team that's probably going to uh, finish in the top four, uh, Hayden, uh, Liverpool. Are, no. Are, are no. they going to make any improvements? No. To, to no. solidify their position in top no. four? No. Yeah, maybe even make it to What's your transfer wish list look like, bro? Even if it is just a fantasy. You know, I I don't need more disappointment in uh, in my life. I don't have a Liverpool transfer wish list other than maybe for FSG to just okay. I was gonna swear, and I don't, but I don't want to add more further troubles to the editing department after this this bleep show of a of a particular recording session. But to go into this particular topic is dangerous because it it makes my blood boil. We can talk as much as we want to about rumours, how Liverpool might need to refreshen up their attack because the trio of Mane, Salah and Firmino will probably end at this end, the end of the season. How, as we go into... I mean, two of them are not gen- the, the at rest- the club at the moment, right? Yeah, I'm getting into that. And like, I was going to say, as we go into like January proper, uh, half of the attack has gone off to Afghan, other half is injured, there's just Shotter. But are we going to get anything to bolster the attack? No. Um, midfield is super lackluster. You saw against Chelsea, it got dominated. It's dry. We're playing a 37-year-old Milner. We need him. But what are we doing? We're selling Cater to Barcelona, probably. Okay, that, that is the one thing. I think we're going to get Usman Dembele. And, um, and I think in a semi-swap deal, it might get Cater. That's being touted around. Is it going to happen? I highly doubt it. Who I would have loved, I would have loved to have Coutinho come in, but Steven Gerrard stole him. He's gone to Aston Villa, which is, I think, a great signing for Aston Villa and a great signing for Coutinho. You know, get some first-team fo- uh, football under his belt, actually play, fall in love with the game again. But, um, yeah, um, this conversation depresses me greatly. Sounds like a sore spot there. Well, uh, yeah, I'm sorry for bringing it up, but... Uh we we kind of I didn't know that it was going to be this bad, uh, but <laughs> Danny Coutinho isn't he like at Aston Villa right yeah, now? Yeah, I saw I saw a tweet from Fabrizio yeah. saying he's flown to England. I think it was like today. Yeah, so he's linking up with his uh, former teammate Stevie G. Stevie, uh, yeah, stole him. Bring back uh, Aston Villa to the heights that we expected them to reach. Yeah, your Aston Villa definitely yeah. flying under the radar at the moment. Well, we're playing them tonight, so hopefully uh, they stay under the radar uh, for the moment. <laughs> uh, but before we wrap things up in this episode, um, we have the score draft to address. Um, so uh, I believe the scores are Daniel on three points, Hayden on three points, and then Luke and myself on four points going into this week. Uh, we, we were at a tie. And then uh, Luke and I managed to edge ahead last week. So the order for this week will be uh, myself, Hayden, and then Daniel. And then I did ask Luke for his pick in advance, um, but he did not reply. So, you know, he's just going to have to suffer the consequences of not replying to our messages. Yeah, listen, this week is a double game week. So are we going to take that into consideration or are we kind of just taking the first match that the club plays? No, it's, it will carry across for both matches. Mm, okay, and have I picked either Jared Bowen or 
um, Antonio as one of my picks yet. Do you have that, that data on you? Let me scroll through quickly and have a look. Who's that you said? The Antonio Jared Bowen or Jared Bowen. Have I picked either of them? You have picked... No, you picked Pablo Fornals. I see, I see. That's the only West Ham player you've picked. You have not picked Bowen or Antonio. Well, then my pick for this week is um, Mikel Antonio then. Okay. Damn. Mikel Antonio for Daniel. Hayden, who who are you going to be selecting? I'm going to go for Ben Rama. Let's keep this West Ham um, Damn, my man's doubling trend down going. I'm going to go for West Ben Ham. Rama. I mean, they have got a double game week. You guys just don't rate... You guys just don't rate yeah, uh, Leeds, do week. you? And, and they're playing Norwich, so just chill. Wait, Ben Rama? Yeah. Isn't Ben Rama from yeah, Aston Villa, though? Ben Rama... Ben Rama plays for ben West Ham, right? West Dea. Dea. Was it... Which one yeah. plays for West, West Ham? Which one? West Ham are playing... West Ham are playing United in the second game. They're playing Leeds and United. Or am I tripping? You're tripping hard, bro. No, they are. I think you're tripping. They're playing Norwich. Playing Norwich on Wednesday. Huh? And then they are playing Leeds on Sunday. Playing Norwich and Leeds. Oh, I was looking at... Okay, I, I see, like I see what I was doing. Or something. I, don't I see know. what I was doing. No, 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 no. I was looking at this weekend and then next weekend. I instead see. of I, I wasn't taking into consideration the last two games from the... from. Okay, I see what happened now. Um, so that leaves me. Now, I would like to go with Ivan Tony potentially. Yo, they play Liverpool on Sunday, um, eh? They play? They play Liverpool on Sunday. I can see what you're going for the double game week team, but... Liverpool's defense is trash, though. So, Woo-hoo! damn, fighting words. I, I, I'm not wrong. You're not wrong, but damn, fighting words. Um, damn, you guys picked all the good, the good West Ham, and I've I've picked Bowen already, so Ooh. that does put me in a bit of a bind. Um, damn. Let's go with Tony. Let's let's okay. back my statement. Liverpool's defense is, is trash. Yeah, let's, let's, let's back up the bold statement. So yeah, uh, I believe that should be all for this week's uh, podcast. If you did enjoy, please be sure to rate or review. Uh, please share our podcast with uh, your friends or anyone you think might your be entire interested. Your extended we family. Would sincerely appreciate it. What did, what did Luke say? Your, your, grandma, your grandma, your grandpa, your, grandpa uh, your auntie, your uncle. Cousins, uncles, just whoever. Just share it. Just, just go share, select all contacts, please. We would appreciate that. Uh, but thank you, guys. Like, uh, have a fantastic evening or morning or afternoon, wherever you're listening to this. Have a great day and goodbye. Cheerio. F- me. This-